The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Today's episode of Tables, Others and Chairs is brought to you by our sponsors, Faces Wrestling. Head over to faceswrestling.com for money off heavy metal wrestling merch. Use the code OTHERS, that's A-T-H-E-R-S, to get 20% off all Jimmy Havoc, B Priestley and Travis Banks merch. Once again, that's Faces Wrestling. to another episode of Tables, Others and Chairs here on the HTM Podcast Network. As usual, I am your host, Others, and I'm coming to you live from the mean streets of Blackpool, England. On today's show, we're going to have a preview for Progress Wrestling's big weekend event. On Saturday, you have the Natural Progression Series coming to you from Camden Town at the Electric Ballroom. And on the Sunday, we have chapter 95, Still Chasing, from Alexandra Palace, again in London. Going to go through the runners and riders of the Natural Progression Series event. Uh, A one-day, eight-man tournament to decide a number one contender for the title of the winner's choosing. Uh, We'll also be going over the card for Alexandra Palace. Chapter 95, still chasing. Some really, really big matches there. But first of all, I can only really start on one place as this is a uh, Brit Rats podcast. And uh, that's the absolute shit show that's been this weekend. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, there's been a, uh, a bit of an incident regarding uh, Rev Pro Wrestling. And uh, an attack on a referee, which happened at their Summer Sizzler event last Friday. The Friday before last, sorry. Um, at York Hall, uh, it happened in a match between Aussie Open and the Rev Pro Tag Team Champions, Shah Samuels and Josh Bowden. Uh, the match decided who would be going on to face the Gorillas of Destiny at New Japan's Royal Quest event the next day. Uh, Long story short, uh, the match was going fine. It was about midway through the match. Well, what the match should have been anyway. And uh, the match ended before it should have. Um, Josh Bowden forgot to kick out. Uh, The referee, Aaron Wilde, counted three. Uh, That wasn't supposed to be the finish of the match. There was a little bit of confusion... Uh, The bell rang, Aussie Open's music played, and and they were the winners. And uh, from that point on, chaos kind of ensued. Um, Charles Samuels, thinking on his feet, decided to uh, slam the referee, uh, being a heel. They're the heel tag team. Uh, So decided not to take it well, 
slammed the referee, uh, cut a bit of a, a heel promo, saying how they were screwed, how it was all a load of garbage, there's a conspiracy against the tag team, Rev Pro wanted Aussie Open to go on to face the Gorillas of Destiny, not them. Uh, meanwhile, while all this was going on, uh, Josh Bowden was attacking the referee outside of the ring. Now, at the time, I was front row. I thought nothing of it. I thought, all oh, right, they're just covering their asses a bit by, you know, making that they were upset with the referee and attacking him. Absolutely fine. I thought it was a complete work. I thought that they were uh, improvising, just, you know, trying to get round what was probably perceived to be the referee's mistake, whereas, in all actuality, it was Josh Bowden's mistake for not kicking out. Uh, didn't think nothing of it. Then uh, Sunday rolls around, and uh, there's a list of tweets from uh, Aaron Wilde on Twitter. Uh, I've got them now, and I'll read you them. Last weekend at RevPro, I was attacked after the Royal Quest tag match. This was not part of the show. It was not planned. I was grabbed and slammed to the mat by Shah, and then something happened on the outside. I honestly don't know what, but part was a blur. As a result, I have sustained a much more serious than originally thought neck and shoulder injury that means I'm no longer but no there, sorry. I'm no longer able to referee. I hate the term retire, so I'll say this. I'm indefinitely unable to referee due to medical restrictions. The intended winners, brackets, Aussie Open, close brackets, still won, albeit five minutes quicker on a show that ran over by 45 minutes. I'm still shocked, upset and in disbelief at why this happened and why it has not been condoned by Rev Pro slash Andy Quilden. For those of you that don't know, Andy Quilden is the owner of Rev Pro. 500 plus matches, one botched ending. That one. I've spent the last seven to eight days in many feelings. Anger, sadness, frustration. I truly adored performing as a referee and now, at least for the foreseeable future, I am medically unable to do so. I truly hope that I can recover to pursue it again. There are so many things that can be said about last weekend, but I prefer not to write an essay of negativity. For now, I am also unable to do my football referee slash my main income slash due to the injury. If you have a few spare pennies, I won't say no. And he puts a link uh, to his PayPal. Thank you for a wonderful few years in professional wrestling. I'm distraught that it had to end this way. Support promotions that value performers and spectator welfare. It tags in Riptide Wrestling, Progress Wrestling and Future Shock. I'll be back here when I can mentally be so. So, at this point it becomes very evident that it wasn't a work, it wasn't part of the show, it wasn't them trying to cover for what some perceive to be Aaron's mistake, and if you watch the footage it's actually Josh's fault for not kicking out, uh, I do believe that most referees are told to call it as a shoot. If you're in a match and a, and a competitor doesn't kick out, you count the three and end it. So, yeah, um, Aaron really has nothing to be sorry about here. It's not his fault. 
Um, there's been a lot of negativity on Twitter in, in the British wrestling scene towards Josh Broden after that. There's a footage uh, taken from the balcony of the event, uh, which clearly shows Josh Bowden uh, laying into the referee with forearms to the back. Uh, the video cuts off just before he's about to kick uh, Aaron in the ribs. Uh, initially, Rev Pro put out a statement saying that they had reviewed the footage and, and couldn't see the part where uh, Bowden attacked Wild outside the ring. Uh, they did, however, uh, admit that Shah slammed Aaron. Um, it's very, it's all very strange. Af- after the uh, footage from a fan from the balcony that uh, uh, showed the attack, um, RevPro quickly changed their tune and, and put out another statement. Um, if you give me one second, I will read you it here. You've got to remember that this all happened in the space of, of less than 24 hours. Uh, this all going down on, on Sunday evening. Uh, it's Monday now, as I uh, record this. Um, I will give you the new statement put out by RevPro. In light of allegations shared by referee Aaron Wilde, we would like to make an official statement on the incident. We stress that we had no contact from Aaron throughout the week and had any of these allegations and the severity of them been presented to us prior to the series of tweets presented yesterday, we would have made immediate action. While some may see our silence as damning, we felt it important that we gathered all the facts before coming to a conclusion and presenting to you our results. We hope you can respect that fact. This is not something that was ever going to be dragged out, and whilst we had reached these conclusions this morning, we wanted to communicate with Aaron before making everything public or even typing a word about them. We've spoken to all parties involved and reviewed all the footage and we've reached the following conclusions. Whilst we do not condone his actions, we believe from Samuel's versions of events and the collaborating video that he made a horrible error of judgement. However, he did his utmost to protect the referee. We are not making excuses for him, nor nor would he want us to. But after explaining the severity of the situation, we are confident that he understands what he did is wrong. Under no circumstances should he have put his hands on a non-wrestler without prior consent. Sharp will undertake an internal disciplinary and will be on zero tolerance should any future incidents occur. However, we are confident given his track record, he will respond to this in the utmost positive manner possible. Unfortunately, Bowden's actions do not match up with his recollection of the events. This has left us with no option but to indefinitely sever ties with him. His actions should not and will not be tolerated, and we hope that this sends a clear message of the fact. We hope that Josh will be able to reflect upon these actions and use them as an opportunity to learn and grow as a human being. Moving forward. Obviously, in the light of this, Shah Samuels and Josh Bowden have been stripped of the undisputed British Tag Team Championships, effective immediately. One thing that's been playing on our mind is that it took so long for us to realise there was an issue, 
and we are aware that this is unacceptable and has to change. In light of this, we will be instituting an internal incident report policy. This is a similar form to what we use to report any incidents with crowd members, but we will specifically use for our crew performers both in and outside the ring. A simple sentry sorted form that is easily accessible that can be filled out and emailed to management should there be any concerns or the need for an official complaint. We believe that we had a system like this been in place, then this matter would have been dealt with in a more timely fashion and hope that it will take away any pressures of having your concerns, the fans, taken seriously. We will actively be encouraging all wrestling promotions to adopt a similar policy. Likewise, we would like to encourage any fans to contact us directly should they see something they are not satisfied with or are concerned about. We believe with more open lines of communication, we can address any issues head on. We've apologised privately, and now we're apologising publicly to Aaron. If he feels that in any way, shape or form, condoned what happened on this show, we can assure you we did not. Should he be unable to referee moving forward, we're hoping to work with Aaron to put his talents to use in other areas of the business, should he wish to do so. Quite a long statement there. Now, obviously, this is good, coming from RevPro. It's great that they've um, got rid of the piece of absolute garbage that is uh, Josh Bowden. It's a shame, because Josh is a very talented young wrestler. But uh, unfortunately, this isn't the first incident that he's been involved in. Um, I recently posted on the Hamin Media Group message board uh, footage of uh, Josh Bowden getting the absolute shit kicked out of him by a a British wrestler called Rampage Brown. Um, This all happened because uh, Josh Bowden was backstage before the match um, mocking Chris Travis, who uh, was a friend of Rampage Brown, who had cancer at the time. So, uh, yeah, that kind of gives you uh, an indication of what kind of character um, Josh Bowden is. Uh, he's an absolute piece of shit. I've said it before, and I will never tire of saying it. And uh, RevPro were one of the very few companies that actually still used him uh, after the incident that happened at PCW between him and Rampage Brown. Uh, he was never used there again. Um, and it looks like that he's basically done as far as Brit Rest goes. Uh, pretty much blackballed from the scene. RevPro really the only company that ever used him there. Um, as far as Shah Samuels go, Shah Samuels uh, released a, a statement on his Twitter. Uh, I'll briefly read you this now. Uh, and it goes, I'm going to address this once and that's it. A mistake happened during our match last week. As a performer, thinking on my feet, I scoop slammed the referee as safely as possible and cut a promo saying it was a stitch up. I got kicked in the face to the pleasure of the audience for my trouble and hoped the mistake was forgotten about. At the time, I was only concerned about the integrity of the match. We spoke afterwards and all seemed well. I can only apologise for what happened and I genuinely believe I'd done nothing wrong. 
But now, having my, had my eyes open and educated to the fact that regardless of how safe you are, you should never assume it was okay to get physical with a non-wrestling member of the crew on the fly. I guess I've been too comfortable with the way things used to be. Things are different now. I've reached out to Aaron privately, and I understand if he wants to take his time to get back to me. If he doesn't want to get back to me at all, I wish I'd reached. I wish he'd reached out to me privately. I would never endanger anyone in a professional environment, no matter what the issue. My peers know how safe and professional I am, and can only apologise again to anyone who's been affected. And then uh, he goes on to post a video of the actual slam in slow motion with wasn't meant to share this, but feel I need to protect myself. Here is a slam. As you can see, I protected him. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And uh, yeah, there's a slow motion video and uh, he does release Aaron very, very, very close to the mat. Although it does look like he landed on his shoulder. So... Yeah, it's a difficult one. Charles been a professional wrestler for the last 15 years. Um, he's worked all over the country, the north of the country, the south of the country. Uh, permanent fixture in PCW up north. Uh, regular fixture in Rev Pro down south. He's a very, very solid worker. Uh, character, the East End Butcher. Uh, very, you know, oi oi, Cockney type character. And, as you say, I've never really heard of, like, any negative reports on Shah Samuels, his work in the ring, his conduct outside the ring. Basically, he fucked up. Um, he tried thinking on his feet. He slammed the referee. He was trying to cover up for the botch that, jo uh, that Josh Bowden did, not the referee. And, yeah, unfortunately, it's backfired and, and he's eating a bit of shit for this. Um, he's lost the title. He's lost his uh, tag team title. Uh, he's partly to blame himself, but I think that Josh Bowden has to cover the uh, responsibility for most of it. Uh, speaking of Josh Bowden and Rev Pro, uh, Josh Bowden is not going quietly. Uh, he seems to be adopting a uh, scorched earth mentality. Uh, he's deleted his Insta his uh, Twitter, uh, not before putting out that um, Pete Dunn is a pussy. Uh, I think this basically came from Pete Dunn as a match next Sunday. Uh, next Sunday against a mystery opponent, and uh, after it broke. Very tongue-in-cheek. Pete Dunn says he hoped it was Josh Bowden. And uh, Josh responding. Uh, Josh has either deleted his Twitter entirely or it's been put on private. Uh, he did an Instagram Q&A last night uh, in which he called Brit Rest fans uh, a bunch of autistic spastics and virgins, which... Uh, not a great look, Josh. You're not really doing yourself any favours there, son. And um, his last act of defiance, he screenshotted a text from RevPro owner Andy Quilden. Hey, Josh, this ref is kicking up a shitstorm on Twitter. I have your back on it. Don't worry. Please get in touch. To which he put underneath, 
Nah, bro. I quit pro wrestling. So, not only is he uh, burying the fans of Brit Rest, he's also burying the one person that stood by his side for all these years, Andy Quilden, and uh, also making his statement out to be, you know, pretty hollow if it says that he's uh, got Josh Bowden's back. This situation's an absolute mess. It doesn't do Brit Rest any favours whatsoever. Um, my thoughts on the issue, I'm just glad Josh Bowden's out of professional wrestling. Because he doesn't have that, he doesn't deserve to have that moniker professional. He's the most unprofessional guy I've ever seen in professional wrestling. Whenever I've seen him, um, and I'll be honest, it's only on three or four occasions at Rev Pro shows, the only place that would hire his ass. He's always getting into altercations with fans, calling them very derogatory names and stuff that you shouldn't really be using in the year 2019. I don't think, you know, I'm fairly laid back, you know, fairly un-PC. You shouldn't be calling fans faggots. You shouldn't be calling them fucking virgins. You shouldn't be calling them pussies and that. And you certainly shouldn't be spitting at fans either. He's just pretty much an absolute dick. And I'm glad he's out of the business. Um, so yeah, that's basically what happened this weekend. Rev Pro in a bit of disarray. They've got no tag team champions. And Josh Bowden is out of wrestling. Uh, which I suppose is the one piece of good news from all of this. Uh, I'm going to take a small break now. Uh, when we get back, we're going to do our review, our preview of the Progress Natural Progression Series 6. We're going to go through all eight guys, the runners and riders. Stay here, we're coming back. What up, fam? This is LP live at your call. You are listening to Tables, Athers and Chairs. Too sweet. Hello, this is the future Prime Minister of Great Britain, Zack Sabre Jr., and you are listening to Tables, Athers and Chairs. This weekend sees Progress Wrestling's big doubleheader. Saturday, Natural Progression Series 6, taking place from the Electric Ballroom in Camden, London. And Sunday, Chapter 95, still chasing, taking place at Alexandra Palace, again in London. Uh, let's start with Saturday's show, uh, the centrepiece being a big eight-man tournament. Uh, the winner gets to have a title shot of their choosing. It can either be for the Undisputed World Progress title, uh, it can be for the Proteus title. The winner of that will be decided on Sunday, more of that later, or it can be for a, a tag team opportunity. Uh, I'm going to go over the eight men involved in this tournament and uh, the bracket. So, uh, starting with the left side of the bracket, uh, we've got Danny Duggan taking on Malik. Uh, Danny Duggan was chosen to enter the tournament by Mark Davis, last year's finalist. Uh, Danny Duggan, I don't know too much about him, to be honest. Uh, I knew that he was in a, a tag team called DND. Uh, he's a, very much a technical wrestler. Um, again, he wrestles predominantly down south, so with me living up north, I don't get to see a great deal of him. 
Uh, I think that he could go at least to the semi-final of this tournament. Uh, I can't see progress bringing somebody back just for them to lose in the first round. Uh, his first round opponent, Malik. Again, somebody I've only seen wrestle once as he uh, primarily wrestles down south. Uh, the one time I did see him was at a Tidal Championship wrestling event. Uh, ran about a month ago. Um, and to be fair, I was very impressed with what I saw. Uh, very hard-hitting guy. Uh, very tough, very strike-based. Uh, very similar to the man that entered him into this tournament, uh, Paul Robinson. Um, so the first round here, I'm going to go for a win for Danny Duggan. Uh, next up on the left side of the draw, uh, a matchup that a lot of people saw as being the eventual final. Uh, we're going to see Veit Muller, who was uh, chosen to compete in this tournament by Volta, uh, taking on the OJMO, who was chosen to take part by David Starr. Uh, Veit Muller is a German wrestler, uh, predominantly used in WXW over in Germany. Uh, like Volta, is a member of Ringkampf. Uh, his style of wrestling is very similar to Walter's, uh, very methodical, uh, very technical based, also very hard hitting. Uh, I did get to see uh, Veit Muller this year in a march at WXW 16 Count Gold Weekender. Uh, I was very impressed. Uh, from what I saw, uh, that was the actual weekend that uh, Volta uh, inducted him, if you will, into Ringkampf. Uh, very, very good re uh, wrestler. I don't think that he's going to be winning this match, as uh, the OJMO is somebody that progress uh, seems to be pushing very hard at the minute. Uh, although I would like to see Weitmuller more in progress, as uh, he's a very, very hard-hitting, very technical wrestler, very much the mould. Of Volta, I guess you could say he's kind of a mini Volta. He's still a big lad, though. Um, the OJMO, as stated, pit by David Starr. Uh, seems to be on somewhat of a roll at the minute in progress. Uh, champion at a few places down south. Uh, also wrestled a few times up north for places like Breed Pro Wrestling. Yeah, uh, what can you say about this guy? He's got bags of potential, uh, bags of charisma as well. Um had a very good uh, British Cruiserweight title match in Rev Pro against El Fantasmo at York Hall a couple of weeks ago. Uh, as far as his progress career goes, uh, he tagged with David Starr against the team of Volta and Shigeru Irie. Uh, he was victorious on that side. Also had a singles match a few weeks later against Shigeru Irie and coming out on top on this one. Uh, I can't see further than the OJMO coming out victorious and going on to face Danny Duggan in the semi-finals. On the right side of the draw, we've got Caranoir versus Dan Maloney. Caranoir uh, was picked by Chris Brooks to partake in this tournament. And uh, for those who've not seen him wrestle, you're in for a treat. Uh, very theatrical. Uh, his entrance is absolutely superb. Um... Comes out to the end music by Swan Lake. Uh, very theatrical, as I said. Uh, he's got the old uh, white and black face paint, uh, known as the Black Swan. Uh, but don't let the uh, mind games and, and theatrics fool you. He is a very accomplished wrestler, uh, very athletic, 
some of the best kicks in the business. Uh, absolutely fantastic wrestler. Uh, somebody, again, who I'd like to see progress utilise more often going forward after this tournament. Uh, his opponent is going to be Dan Maloney. Uh, he was picked by Trent Seven. Uh, Dan Maloney's been on somewhat of a tear since being released from his NXT UK contract, uh, having standout matches uh, primarily in Fight Club Pro, uh, matches uh, against your likes of uh, Kyle Fletcher, uh, Dunkzilla Mark Davis in a, a four-way with uh, Will Ospreay and Pac. Uh, played his part in that match absolutely superbly. Uh, a one-on-one -on -one match with Will Ospreay that was absolutely superb. Dan Maloney having a fantastic year. He's a one half of the tag team champions with man like Darice in Attack Pro Wrestling as well. This match, very difficult to call. I'd like both guys to go through, but obviously that can't happen. If I had to pick one man to go through, I would probably say... Again, it's, it's very difficult. I'd probably go with Dan Maloney as he's had more matches in progress. Uh, on a losing effort with Trent Seven against LAX a few shows ago. I'm going to go with Dan Maloney in this one, although I think Noir will make a lot of believers and the fans in the ballroom that have never seen him before. Uh, Noir, somebody with an absolute bright future, no question about it. But for me, I'm going to have to go with Dan Maloney in this one. Which uh, brings up the second match on the right-hand side of the draw. Uh, Gene Money will be taking on Scotty Davis. Uh, Gene Money was picked by President William Eva to take part in this tournament. And uh, what can I say about Gene Money? Um, I hate to pigeonhole the guy, but uh, he's an absolutely fantastic comedy wrestler. Uh, first got a bit of notoriety uh, in good wrestling uh, down in the Milton Keynes area, uh, where he was their de facto champion. They didn't actually have a championship belt at the time, but uh, Gene Money made his own belt called the Certificate of Excellence, which uh, D, uh, Gene defended with gusto. Uh, massive character, but don't let the, the shenanigans fool you. He's a very accomplished wrestler. He works his arse off. He's an absolutely fantastic talent. And he's going to be taking on a fantastic talent, Scotty Davis, Chosen by Jordan Devlin, a fellow Irishman, uh, Scotty Davis, only 18 years old, uh, taking part in OTT wrestling primarily. Uh, Scotty Davis, known as the Supreme Suplex Machine, a very good technical wrestler, um, had an absolutely fantastic match with Rory Gulak recently uh, up at Breed Pro Wrestling. He's a great technical wrestler. He's a great striker too. Uh, his suplexes are absolutely superb. He's young. He's athletic. He's hungry. Again, this is a very, very difficult one for me to pick. I would love Gene Money to go far. Uh, Scotty Davis is 18. Time's on his side. It's so difficult. I'm going to go with Gene Money. Purely heart overhead. I love Gene Money. I think he's absolutely fantastic. And I'd love to see him at least get one win under his belt. Uh, going into the semi-finals, you would have Danny Duggan versus the OJMO on the left side of the draw. 
I'd have to go with the OJMO here. I think they're pushing him very, very hard in progress. And I think, bare minimum, he's making the final. On the right side of the draw, Dan Maloney versus Gene Money. Uh, the driller, big guy, big powerful guy. Does Gene have enough in his back pocket to outstrip Maloney? I'm not too sure. I'd probably go with Dan Maloney in this one. And uh, that would set up a final between the OJMO and Dan Maloney. Again, I think it'd be a fantastic final between two very contrasted styles. In the end, I've got to go with the OJMO. I think the OJMO, he's got all the momentum going into this tournament. I think he'll be the one that comes out victorious, getting that title opportunity of his choosing. Uh, Also on this card... There is a six-man street fight. The team of CCK, uh, Chris Brooks, Jonathan Gresham and Lucky Kid. Uh, They'll be taking on in probably one of their last independent uh, appearances, certainly on these shores, uh, LAX, the team of uh, Santana, Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. Uh, That's a grudge match going back all the way to the tour of America, where uh, I think the LAX boys beat CCK in a tag team match, straight two on two. Uh, they had a rematch over here, I believe it was in Manchester, which I think CCK won. Uh, there is a singles match between Gresham and uh, Eddie Kingston that ended in count out. Uh, there was another match between Chris Brooks and Eddie Kingston, also ended in count out. I think in between those matches. There was another tag team match where there was shenanigans and LAX said that they were going to get one of their friends over to help. And uh, obviously alluding to Eddie Kingston. Uh, Looks like the end of this feud is going to go down at the Electric Ballroom. Uh, Three uh, three on three. Street fight. uh, LAX taking on CCK. Which brings us on to Sunday. Uh... Chapter 95, still chasing from Alexandra Palace. Uh, Big old card here. Going to take it to what I think will probably be the opener. I think they're going to open with the 30-man Proteus Rumble. Uh, The Proteus Championship is a new championship that Progress have created, introduced, uh, replacing what was the Atlas title. The Atlas title, kind of a reverse cruiserweight title uh, for those that were 205 or over. Uh, The Proteus title, whoever wins this rumble, they get to dictate what the rules are. Um, It could be anything they want it to be. It can be submissions-based, it can be a hardcore title, uh, it could be a Tiddlywinks title, it can be decided via dance-off, it can be decided in a game of Connect Four, Rock, Paper, Scissors. It's absolutely up to the person that wins the Rumble. Uh, It's a 30-person Rumble. It is intergender. There will be men and women taking part in this Rumble. Um, Number one will be uh, Paul Robinson, who uh, lost a number one slash number 30 deciders match with present William Eva, who will be entering number 30. Uh, There's been a bunch of names announced. 20 names have been given. Uh, Unfortunately, one of those names looks like they're going to have to pull out, which was Candy Floss, who uh, unfortunately has broken her toe and is out for the next four to six weeks. 
So uh, there'll be 11 mystery entrants in this rumble. Uh, everybody loves a rumble. Everybody loves a mystery entrant. Uh, already been lots of speculation over names of uh, progress past that may be turning up. Uh, names like Jimmy Havoc have been mentioned, Will Ospreay. Uh, names that I think personally are a little bit unrealistic. Uh, the more realistic names, people like Nathan Cruz, a former Progress Champion. The first Progress Champion, in fact. Uh, people like Rampage Brown, a former Progress Champion. And a uh, former, <clears throat> the very first, in fact, Atlas Champion. Uh, El Aguero, another former uh, Progress Champion. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who turns up for that match. Uh, speaking of interesting to see who turns up... Pete Dunne will be making a rare appearance in a progress ring at Alexandra Palace. Uh, the last time he stepped foot in a progress ring was at their unboxing show uh, December 30th last year. One-on-one uh, -on -one goodbye match, if you will, against Tyler Bate. Uh, since then, he's been busy with NXT UK and uh, now looks like he's a permanent fixture on NXT proper. So it'll be very interesting to see who Pete Dunne comes across. Uh, women's Championship, that's going to be defended. Uh, the Women's Champion, Jordan Grace, she will be taking on uh, Japanese wrestling legend, Mako Satomura. Uh, that's sure to be an absolutely fantastic match. See Mako Satomura wrestle at Fight Club Pro many a time. She was, in fact, the Fight Club Pro Champion for a very long period of time. Uh, those of you that uh, haven't seen her wrestle, maybe if you've watched the uh, May Young Classic, uh, she was in that, took part in a few. I believe she got to the semi-final. Uh, so, yeah, Jordan Grace, Mako Satomura, that should be a great match. Uh, Tag Team Championships, they'll also be on the line as the Grizzled Young Vets, uh, fresh off the heels of losing their NXT UK Tag Team Championships, They'll be looking to hold on to these as they're taking on former champions, Aussie Open. Uh, whenever these two get in the ring, it's always a fantastic match. Always great stuff. Uh, these two have a great chemistry. These two teams, rather, have a great chemistry with one another. Uh, I believe that the first time Aussie Open stepped butt into a progress ring was uh, at the Sheffield Progress Show, where a lot of talent... Uh, didn't actually make it because of the bad weather. There was lots of snow. Uh, Aussie Open st uh, stepped in to take on the Grizzled Young Vets, and it was an absolutely fantastic match. And since then, these uh, four men have uh, had quite the rivalry and are uh, looking forward to another chapter of that rivalry at Alexandra Palace. Uh, the main event of Chapter 95, still chasing will be for the Undisputed Progress World Championship. Defending champion Walter defends against David Starr. David Starr looking to topple his nemesis. I believe that he's taken on Walter approximately 22, maybe even 23 times, and is yet to get the job done. Uh, a lot of these matches taking place primarily in WXW, although they have had a few matches in the past, all over the UK, most notably Defiant, Fight Club Pro, and I believe that they had a match in Manchester uh, at Progress, uh, a match in which David Starr came very close to beating Walter, but again, ending up on the losing side. 
this is David Starr's championship, number one contendership, that he won uh, at Alexandra Palace uh, when he won the uh, tournament, the Super Strong Style tournament, uh, back in that very, very same building. So uh, quite apropos that he cashes in his shot at the very same building. Is Walter going to come away victorious? Is David Starr finally going to do the impossible? I don't know. It's very, very difficult to say. If I was a betting man, and I am, I'd have to say that Walter wins again. I just think that David Starr and Walter are destined to do this forever. Uh, I just can't see him ever beating him. I think it's one of those things in wrestling. It's very similar to the Undertaker's streak in WWE. I think that it's one of those things that could be broke, but whether it should be broke is another thing. I think the ovation if David Starr did win would be absolutely off the hook. However, with the rivalry being primarily based in WXW, I just can't see progress pulling the trigger and putting the championship on David Starr. No matter how good I think it would be. But uh, regardless, I think it'll be an absolutely fantastic match between two absolutely fantastic wrestlers. Two very different wrestlers, but uh, two guys that have an absolutely fantastic chemistry together. I've seen them have matches in WXW. I've seen them have matches at Fight Club Pro. I've seen them have matches at Progress before. And whenever David Starr and Falter are in the ring... It's absolutely magic. So, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to this one. I'm looking forward to the whole weekend. I think Saturday, everybody loves a tournament. Eight-man, like King of the Ring. Well, like it used to be anyway back in the day. One-day tournament, absolutely brilliant. Uh, Sunday, it's kind of like a mega card, a a bunch of dream matches, so to speak. Um, I also forgot a match as well. Mustache Mountain, they'll be taking uh, part in tag team action. Uh, against the NXT Dream Team of uh, Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. So that'll be something to watch as well. And that's about it for this week. Uh, Very much looking forward to this weekend. Like I say, uh, if you're going to any wrestling this weekend, uh, have an awesome time. Stay safe and enjoy it. If you want to get in touch with me, uh, social medias, uh, on Twitter, at Chairs. Uh, check out the Facebook messaging board on uh, Facebook. That's Tables, Others and Chairs message board. And uh, if you'd like to follow my YouTube channel, Tables, Others and Chairs, uh, if you'd like to be a darling and subscribe, that would be wonderful. So that's it. I'm off to that there, London, for the weekend. A great weekend of wrestling with progress on the cards. Again, if you're going to any wrestling this weekend, have a fantastic time. Stay safe, and uh, I will see you all next week. Ta-ra! I'm a human.
was nine to six eyes. I got a garbage brain that's driving me insane. And I don't like to ride, so push that mess to the side. And baby, I won't care, cause baby, I don't scare. Cause I'm a reborn maggot using gym warfare. <gasps> Oh, my God. 